Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now What's going on, everybody? Hey, happy folks. We are here again. This is actually our final double-digit episode of the Dark Windows podcast. Woohoo! Which means, yes, we're done. Oh, yeah, and welcome to June. Yeah. Surprise. It's here already. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's been a fucking wild ride. So far, yeah. Halfway through 2020, and, well, let's see. We've had... Um, uh, pandemic, pandemic, race wars. Race war. Well, those have been just going along. <laughs> it got real bad, though. Yeah. A lot of um, I'm but pretty sure that by... Oh, fuck, I'm going to say I'm gonna say by Christmas... Are we going to go to war? No, no, no. Well, we almost had World War Three because we killed that one dude, that one Iranian guy, and then they're like, we're going to kill all of you, and they fired 100 missiles and fucking completely missed everything. Okay. I don't um. That. What? I don't remember that, but it's okay. You don't remember that Iranian guy they killed it in the Iraqi airport when they bombed it? No, I don't remember that actually. Oh I, yeah. I, I. I guess I must. Soleimani, have, I believe, was his name. I guess I must have blacked out during some of this stuff. I don't know, dude. It's because it's like it's become fucking Call of Duty. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I won't say I enjoyed that. I mean, I, I'm gonna say I, I know which one you're referring to. And I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy that portion. <laughs> I'm going to say that by Christmas or New Year's. No, no, it has to be Christmas because, you know, before the end of the year. Okay, by either Christmas or New Year's Eve then. Okay. This shit has gone completely fucking sideways and it will be Mad Max. And you know what? <gasps> I kind of look forward to it. See, Fuck it. I, Who cares at this point? See, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen because... When the COVID stuff happened and then things went down, I was looking... Well, first off, my nephew, my youngest nephew, was thinking zombies, but never Who the happened. fuck knows? It might still. True. It's only June. True. But I was thinking, hey, maybe Mad Max and everything was like, oh, everybody's like, oh, this and that. I was like, dude, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm... Fucking let's just get it over with. I hardly talk to Kevin as it is. You know, we text back and forth a little bit. Maybe we talk over playing... Farm tractor stuff, you yeah. know, building our farms and, hey, how do you, I, you know, what's this or what's this? Hey, did you know there's an update for that or? I'm going to throw this out there. Vote Cthulhu 2020 just so we can get it over with. Fucking right. Uh, you know I'm what? just curious which great old one he'd have run with him. I'm hoping Dagon. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't know. He might be more like a secretary of defense kind of guy hmm. where he just comes in and fucks everything up. 
So I mean, I mean there's, I so, there's so many to choose from. Yeah. You know, because like the, that guy went fucking wild with the number of dude. It of, wasn't it wasn't even H.P. Lovecraft's characters. Like he wrote a few. Then a lot of the really good ones were just written by his buddies because they're just true, like, true. Hey, can we can we jump in on this universe? And he's like, fucking sure, because I'm a weird. I'm like antisocial and I don't know what the fuck to do with anything. So yeah, right shit. I don't care. We, we, so we would have got along with him a little bit. I don't know. He was uh, he was okay. kind of a piece of shit too, though. Yeah, but the antisocial part. I mean, I'm surprised we were even doing this podcast to be honest with you. But I mean, no, he was uh, like an actual piece of shit though. All right. Well, hey, I but listen, antisocial and a piece of shit have nothing. You know, they're but, two opposites. But you know, I can tell you right now, if the world goes to shit, there's one thing that would still stay working really well for you what? and that's studio headphones oh good transition somebody's got to do it <laughs> i mean the shipping would slow down a little bit but fuck it they'd still work. walk to fucking sweden and pick them up at the shop hey without fail just go over to studio.com and check out their earbuds headphones bluetooth speaker everything put in the promo code of dark windows 15 to get 15 percent off your entire purchase because, you know, they love you, we love you, and, you know, people like saving, especially during this time. And so, I mean, but if you happen to forget that, well, we're going to tell you about a place where you can go to uh, to remember all this stuff. Darkwindowspod.com. We've got links there to Studio. We've got links there to our Threadless page. We've got links there to our Patreon page. we got links there to our Megaphone page where you can go and listen to everything we've ever recorded, uh-huh. which if you use Apple or whatever the fuck they're calling it now, the as iTunes, whatever, episode 100. as of our release of episode 100, they start deleting our old, our old episodes. So... You'll have to go back there and listen to it there. Mm-hmm. So, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are going to be talking about it's a hospital in Germany uh-huh. that I thought yeah. was haunted, but I really can't find any evidence that it is. But some pretty awful shit has happened there. So, instead of going completely paranormal, this is going to be more history, partial true crime. <laughs> So, see, okay, if it's awful shit that's happened there, if possibly somebody died there, oh, or, when oh, it, or oh. some other stuff happened, like traumatic things, oh yeah, I'm still going to say there's a possibility, strong possibility oh, that it's haunted. No, there's definitely a, a possibility that it's haunted. I just couldn't find any... I don't know what's happened here. I couldn't find but... any reports or like eyewitness accounts that it's haunted, other than a couple of people showing some pictures that they snapped with orbs in them. Well, I don't believe in orbs. Not really. No, it depends. Um, but the hospital in question is the Bielitz Hel- uh, Heilstatten Hospital in Potsdam, Germany. Well, it's in Bielitz, actually, but it's actually a... Um, it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a province of... or a city-state in Potsdam. It's kind of like a suburb of Potsdam, yeah. which in the greater... Scheme of things, Potsdam is kind of like a suburb of Germ of uh, Berlin. Yeah, because like, uh, well, my my family originally the original guy that came over was from Gottingen, which is a suburb of Niedersachsen. Okay, so not real sure where that is, but it's in eastern or western Germany. Okay, so yeah, you got more of the French kind of towards that way a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like uh. 
all closer to central, but yeah, you know, like, well, but north, for, but north, right? Well, Bielitz is located in the Potsdam Middlemark area of Brandenburg, okay. Germany. So Brandenburg is basically like the okay, I don't know, maybe kind of like the state, I guess, province, whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever they call it there. I'm not real sure. Um, but it's about 11 miles south of Potsdam, and it was actually so kind of like a county or something. Yeah, count, we'll, we'll yeah. count it like a county. Okay. And it was actually an old trade route that ran between uh, Leipzig and and uh, Berlin. Okay. So this town's been around for a long, long mm-hmm. time. A lot of shit's probably seen its way through this area. <laughs> yeah. Some shit's happened here during right. like yeah. pro- World War One, World War Two. Oh yeah. The Boer Wars. The Boer uh, Wars were in South Africa. We talk about not this. Boer Wars. I'm sorry. The Hundred Years War. <laughs> uh, you know, Franco-Prussian War. Franco-Prussian. Well, same thing. What? What, what? No. Yes. I don't know. Never, never mind. Hmm. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> so the town was actually considered yeah. a... Harass me for it, people. Do it. Yeah. Or Kevin will just cut this. <laughs> the, the town was considered a pilgrimage location dating back as far as the 1250s. Um, people, oh. would, people would flock to this town because they had two small churches, um, the St. Mary and the St. Nicholas Church. Uh-huh. And they would gather here because... Both of these churches had what the overall church would consider miracles. Uh, one had a statue that would bleed, and one had a statue that would weep. Okay. So that's why people are like, we got to go there. We got to see this shit. Okay. Okay. A little weird, but... Well, hold on. What, what, what period was this? The 1250s. What was that? Um, I'm sorry. Just kind of... Little like little side thing because I was just thinking about this. Oh, remember what? Uh, the, let's see. Dan Carlin was talking about the um, the episode that he did on uh, um, the shit in Germany. Uh, something angels or whatever it was. Thor's angels. Thor's angels. Yep. With all the like the religious stuff happening, wasn't that close to this time? Yeah, I, I think so. I I wouldn't swear to it, but. I'm just, I'm sorry. I, just, I think it's in that neighborhood that, that somewhere. Kind of just made me when you said you know the year and stuff like, kind of made me think about this, you know, about that, right? You know, kind of something, a lot of religious shit going on. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I had to throw this little detail in there because we've both been playing Farm Simulator on our Playstations. Oh, uh, the area has been known for around a thousand years. Um, one of their main crops that they grow there is white asparagus, which I've never had it. But if it's asparagus, I'll probably eat it anyway. Probably. But they, they've been growing yeah. the, there for like hundreds, if not thousands of years. Huh. It's a very old kind of crop in the area. Yep. Yep. So let's get into the hospital itself. Okay. So the hospital was opened in 1898. And as it's the reason it was opened in the first place is because there was a massive TB outbreak going across all of Europe and Germany was not immune to the situation. The world. Yeah. It was real bad in Europe though. Well, I mean, TB wasn't, you know, it was pretty bad here. Well, not tremendously bad, but it was bad. Right. A lot of people had it. They actually, you know, set up hospitals and all that good stuff. But so Germany had actually opened sanatoriums all across the country and the Billets uh, Hellstatten was actually one of the biggest hospitals that they uh, they would open. Uh, it would the facility would expand out to around sixty buildings, 
Um, Holy shit. <laughs> but wow. it was not all these buildings were for patients because this became its own kind of little, um, its own like kind of town almost. Kind of like when we did, um, was it Waverly? Waverly? Yeah. 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 They had a bakery. Self-sufficient. Yeah, exactly. They had a bakery, a uh, post office, uh-huh. a small market. They had a, a cogeneration plant, which is a plant that generates both heat and electricity. Oh, nice. So they had that there as well to power everything and keep everything heated. Um, and the hospital w- would operate as a sanatorium up until 1914 when the world kind of collapsed a little bit and we went into World War One. <sighs> Over some dumb bastard. Yeah. Killing another guy. And if anybody wants to listen to a really, really good fucking account of World War One. Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, uh, I believe it was Blueprint for Armageddon, yes. was the series. Fucking amazingly researched. The man is, like, I want to be Dan Carlin when I grow up. <laughs> he is, like, when it comes to podcasting, he is one of my heroes. Yeah. The dude is a fucking animal when it comes to research. Um, and he what? actually, like, during the, uh, I believe it's like the first episode where they kind of talk about how World War One started? I mean, what, what was it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, actually, uh, Otto. Oh, uh, somebody I can't remember the fuck the name. Was. Otto von Bismarck. Maybe one of the two said that like it was how it was going to start. Yeah, basically predicted it. But when um, oh my god, why can't I think of the guy's name? Well, the members of the Black Hand that were there to assassinate um, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. They missed him originally. Like, a, a group of them threw a bomb at his car, and it didn't blow up. Yeah. So they fucking took off. And then the guy that actually killed him... It was fucking queer, pure, like, coincidence. <laughs> he, he was having a fucking sandwich. He walked out of the deli where he was eating, and the car was stopped, and he's like, oh, shit, pop, 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 and just started fucking shooting. Yeah. And that's why we had, like... An innumerable amount of fucking human beings die is because of, yeah. Yeah, okay, so... When, when that many people die in a period of four years, I almost feel like you could almost feel the earth, like, lighten. Yeah. You know? So it got switched over from a sanatorium to a hospital yes, for sir. the... Yes, the, sir. The state took it over. For the um, wounded? Yes. Okay. So during the uh, First World War, Bielitz-Hellstatten would be used as a field hospital for the German army. Wow. World War uh, World War One again, completely different war than what the world is is used to fighting. Um, yep, war to end all wars. Right. I mean, for the longest time across Europe and even in the U.S., you're sending these young men, fucking kids, out into fields, shoulder to shoulder. They fire, kneel to reload. The people behind them would fire. <clears throat> So you're firing line formations. This was the first time where... Yeah, where shit changed. Yeah. I mean, well, technically in European battle. Right. Because... Because over here we had... (laughs) Well, technically, like, I mean, I guess Civil War for us was our... We have streamlined the effectiveness of killing motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, we kind of changed our... um, We had started off Revolutionary War, you know, fighting... Sort of, we were supposed to have been fighting, you know, in lines and everything else, but then we kind of like, eh, screw you. Yeah, and because fighting fairs for fucking losers. But 
<laughs> it wasn't really until like roll us uh, the Revol- civil war right. that we kind of changed it. We still kind of went at each other, you know, but we were fighting in trenches and right everything. So we kind of had a a little bit of a taste of it. But they really hadn't, you know, done any of that. Right. I mean, at this point in time in Europe, war was almost still looked at as like a romantic kind of venture. Like, you know, you go off, you're going on a great adventure to see the world, this, that, the other. Maybe you'll shoot at somebody. And there was still hatred amongst, I mean, the Germans and the French at this time. Oh, yeah. Well, not too long before, you know, the Germans uh, had to sign a piece of paper basically giving over a piece of land to the French. Right. Like, uh, was it Alsace kind of in that area? Alsace-Lorraine area. Because, I mean, keep in mind. When World War One started, Germany had been a country for less than a hundred years, like an actual country. Had been a country for less than less than a hundred years. years. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, yeah, probably not even fifty years. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely not that long. No, but Europe apparently had not gotten the memo that shit has changed when it comes to war. No. There was still French officers that went into World War II wearing their fucking red pants and white gloves like they wore when they fought at Waterloo. Uh-huh. And a lot of those guys would fucking pop up out of the trenches and they run across trying to lead their guys on charges. And when you're running into bolt-action rifles, fucking artillery, machine guns, barbed wire, and mustard gas... You're not fighting the same kind of fucking war that you did 20 years ago. No. You know, this is this is a whole different animal. Definitely. So, you know, this hospital is now being tr- used to treat soldiers that with wounds that you've never seen before. Like, these aren't yep. fucking, this isn't ball shot. These are bullets. This is mustard gas, barbed wire, artillery. People are coming in all screwed up, and a lot of these doctors have not, they have no experience with fixing any of this shit. Yeah, no. You know, this was still like the, this fucking 20 years ago, somebody came in shot in the arm, you fucking cut their arm off, you sewed their shirt sleeve up, and you sent them home. Sorry, nice try, but. I mean, some some had, you know, at the time, I mean, progression had gone a little bit, but. I mean, getting shot by a musket ball or, well, whatever. It, yeah, you're sawing the leg off or Yeah, because, I mean, a, a musket ball, if you were to really look at it, I think those are like a 60 caliber round. That's like getting shot with a fucking 50. marble. That's over 50. It's like, yeah, it's, it's about the same size as a paintball. So it's like 58 50. or 60 or something like that. Yeah. Um, It still would fucking hurt. Plus, because, I mean, it's also. Well, if you were lucky, you'd get shot in the head and you wouldn't feel it. True. But I mean, you're 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 having you know, first not only well the wad and everything coming at you hit hitting you, but you're going through, you know your, so your shirt's coming with you, <laughs> you know anything else? So anything that's on your shirt is going through your body. Yeah. So you're 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 screwed. We had not quite figured out body armor yet. No, now, <clears throat> but but then at this point in time. You know, now you have World shit. War we didn't I. realistically figure out body armor like effectively until after Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, they were they were working on it during. The, yeah, but it just wasn't this time or something. Yeah, I mean, we had bought we figured out armor beforehand, but that was to stop swords and axes and shit, not bullets. No, not artillery shells. 
Um, and, and mustard gas, I mean, ineffective mass, you know, I mean, the tanks that they were using, what, towards... Uh, 1916 was when the first tank rolled yeah, out of the field. Yeah, like middle, soft, I mean, there was a failure at first. Oh, it was a giant failure. You know, I mean, people were getting roasted to death yeah. inside of it. And the probably the two worst things I've ever read about people that happened to, happening to soldiers in World War II would be dealing with trench foot, where your feet uh-huh. literally rot in your boots because you can't keep them dry. And then you have soldiers that are that are being partially eaten alive by rats. Yeah. Still sounds pretty fucking romantic, huh? Sounds like a great fucking adventure. Well, the thing is, is a lot of oh. them, a lot of them hadn't, the people that joined up didn't go to war. Didn't, hadn't, hadn't been in a war, so... No, but they had heard stories from their fathers and uncles and teachers like oh no it's it's not that bad you know you'll go and you'll have an adventure and you'll be able to write letters home to your girl this that the yeah. other and because they, they they romanticized a little bit but yeah. oh then a they, lot of it but then the whole term of shell shock came about yep because of this war so one of the probably worst battles of all of world war one spanned the course of 140 days between July 1st and November 18th of 1916. This was the Battle of the Somme. Uh, the English forces, English and French forces are on one side, and you have the Germans on the other side. There was something like 20,000 British troops, just British troops, killed during the Battle of the Somme. Uh, most of that was within the first hour of the battle. 20,000 fucking men died in the first, like, hour or two or three of this battle. Overall, the number of casualties on both sides, uh, total casualties would be well over a million, with somewhere in the neighborhood of 300,000 men dead in 140 days. That's not bad. Well, think about it. (laughs) Think about it. You're looking at me like I'm stupid. That's fucking crazy. But think about it, though. Previous to this, 300,000 dead in 148 days, okay? Think about that. Because there was times where you could get, like, during the Romans. Well, that was different, though. I'm saying, though. When you have to manually kill that many people, it's different. You're still, but you're still killing people kind of manually. No. (laughs) But I'm still saying. Up to that time, you know, you're saying you're only saying three hundred thousand. Okay, well that's not really all. That. I mean, no, that's, we're looking. That's we're dead. Looking, we're talking over a million casualties, so injured or dead total. Yeah, but we're looking at that now, going, holy shit, that's a lot. That's half the state population of Vermont. I know. That's a lot of people. I mean, at the time, people, you know, previous to this, that was like a drop in the bucket. Uh, fair enough. You know, I mean, but still, that's 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 not a, a whole hell of a lot because they still probably had that mentality of, uh, that's not bad. That's why they kept going. Right. I mean, that's and, why more people joined up or got enlisted or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, there is an old saying, and I believe it was Stalin: "One death is a tragedy. Three, you know, a million is a statistic." And unfortunately, that's true. But still, three hundred thousand people is a lot of people to fucking die, because. One asshole and his wife got killed in a car by another asshole. Yeah. 
So 300,000 men who at this point in time, like if they were here now, I'm going to say like three quarters of them probably couldn't go buy a fucking beer at this point Mm -hmm. when they were dying. Like a lot of these guys were like fucking 16, 17, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. It's fucking awful. (laughs) Yeah. Probably the most uh, famous or infamous casualty of this battle was hands down top 10 biggest piece of shit in human history, Adolf Hitler. Oh, he was a uncle Adolf. Yeah, he got blinded. He he did. And he not only did he get blinded, he got fucked up worse than a lot of people realize. He was actually um, like an order runner. Yeah. So he would, you know, he would take an order from a general or whatever the fuck. And they'd say, okay, spread the word. And he would run from trench to trench. So he was like hopping over trenches, running up to the next one, getting shot at the whole time and just trying to relay messages. Mm -hmm. So September of 1916, a British artillery shell exploded just outside of the bunker that he was sleeping in. He was what? That sucks. Why does it suck? It would have been great if he fucking died. Well, we didn't know at the time. But still, (laughs) if he had fucking died, none of that shit would have happened probably. Well, see, there's a a thing. I'm willing to have taken that chance to have let him die in World War I just to see what happened. Listen, he – see, there's the thing. He was a good speaker. He was. Everybody's theme seems to – puts the blame on one guy. No, it wasn't just him. It wasn't one guy. So you had, you know, a several other guys just because he's a good speaker and says, hey, we should do this or we should do that. Remember where he got a lot of his ideas from. Remember aliens. No. Oh, people. People tend to forget where some of his little uh, eugenics came from. They don't know this. They it was here. Yeah. But. He was good at getting people riled up and saying, hey. He was a good speaker. Maybe these, like, you know, your your next door neighbors that are, uh, you know, like running bakeries and shit that have a different last name that sounds a little different years, they're the problem. So he was good at getting people fired up. So maybe if he had just fucking died, I'm like I said, I'm willing to have taken the chance that nothing would have happened with World War II. Well, we probably <laughs> wouldn't have had World I War I don't II. think we, I, th- I think it would have stopped. We wouldn't have had it. I know. That's what I'm saying. It would have been fucking great. Possibly. We wouldn't have had it. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. But anyway, so this British artillery shell explodes. Uh Uh-huh. He's partially blinded by debris, and his uh, left thigh, he took a pretty severe shrapnel wound. Um, Before he was taken off to the hospital, he actually helped like four or five other guys in his bunker that were badly injured out to where they could be helped. Damn. So a, a lot of people know that yes, he he got an iron cross in world in you know in so World War One. Uncle Adolf get to be uh, considered badass? No, he's a fucking piece of human garbage. Listen, Je- okay, he I'm, did. I'm talking young Uncle Adolf. Here. He did one good thing. He was still a fucking weirdo in World War One. Go back and read up on him. He was still a weird motherfucker. Like, yes. He still had a lot of really bad ideas. But yes, he did one good thing to help a couple other people. And he earned a... Well, it's basically the German Medal of Honor for it. So we are... The Iron, the Iron Cross. Iron Cross, yeah. I'm not glorifying him. No, Again, no, He's no. a piece of shit. I'm glad he's fucking dead. But yeah, he did one good thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, you could acknowledge it. Right. Just because you're a piece of shit doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge something that a guy did. You know, I mean, an act of bravery. Right. Maybe, maybe this act of bravery fucking was the turning point or or something. You know, I don't. Well, I mean, it, didn't, it didn't really make any difference. I mean, these other guys didn't die because of him. So that's why he got the medal. Well, anyway. But, so, he was brought to Bielitz, uh Hellstatten, and that's where his surgery and recovery would take place. Um, that's where he wrote. That's where he... Mein Kampf. Yes. Actually, he wrote that in prison. No, he wrote that while recovering from his wounds. Half and half, because he also went to prison between World War One and World War Two for... Talking a lot. So yeah, he kind of worked wrote, on it here and there. He wrote Mein Kampf while re- recovering from his wounds, I'm pretty sure. He was he was one of only, well, he was only one of 18,000 Germans that were treated at this hospital during World War One. Huh. What Ooh. was the other? What? You said... I said uh, he was only one of 18,000. Oh. Um, was there any other, like, I mean, because I know it was Austrian. Well, he's not German, he's Austrian. Yeah. I couldn't really find any other... Uh, notable people that would have been treated here during World War One. So probably like Heinrich Himmler and that's another one that all, should have been all, fucking aborted. And Ugh. all the other, you know, other guys that were. Well, I don't. I don't think he was in the same battle. I think he was fighting further north. Yeah, I'm just saying. I wonder if they were. I mean, I, I don't know if they actually got if they got hurt or anything. Un- Heinrich Himmler strikes me as being a giant pussy. I don't think he would have had anything to well, like probably not. been anywhere a, where he could have no. been shot at. That vagina was probably like, you know, as as my brother would call him, he'd be a fob rat. Yeah. You know, he he'd just run around the which you know, if you don't know what a fob is, it's for He was a chicken base. farmer with stomach problems. So he probably had somebody that got him out of fighting. He was a typist. Yeah. <laughs> we say pussy. Okay. <laughs> um, so due to the care that he received during his time there when he mm-hmm. came to power during World War II, like before World War II, uh-huh. he knew that when basically if there was going to be another war, they would need a place where Germans would be treated. And he wanted to make sure this place stayed open as a field hospital, basically. So he specifically required this hospital stay open for uh, battlefield injuries. Like, we're not going to do any kind of our nasty, awful, gross shit here. We're just going to work on our boys here. Did it, so did it did it stay open after World War One? Uh-huh. As turn into, does it turn into a just a normal hospital? Nope. It, 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 uh, uh, fuck. It stayed as a military hospital. Oh. So even though. That's interesting. Technically, Germany uh, had to, like disband their army after world war one it was still kept as a state military hospital so i'm guessing it would have been more like um the va yeah in the meantime i would have think like maybe like a va kind of thing where it's like you know our guys that got screwed up we can keep working on them here yeah so during world war ii well it's up and running as a as a military hospital again allied forces firebombed the hospital (laughs) so guess what this whole thing where people are like, I can't believe we're bombing hospitals in Afghanistan and shit. We've been doing it for a long fucking time. And it turns out when they bombed this hospital, like I said, it was a fire. It, they firebombed it. So they were trying to burn it down. They weren't trying to blow it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. The bombs landed directly on top of the bakery and the women's wing of the facility. So, you know, we made sure we, we hit the two most dangerous parts of the hospital where we got people baking bread and we got the women that are injured or whatever so make sure we get them out of the way 
of course, this is also before smart bombs. This was kind of like yeah. you look at the bottom and you're like, yeah. yeah uh, I, th- I think that's oh, no, 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 no. I think keep going, keep going. Just, just, just open the hatch. We'll just Roger, Roger. Keep going. You're not you got a dude on it. He's got his fucking foot on it. Phil and he pushes it off on a track and he's like, that looks good, right? There. <laughs> there's there's a game back at the PX. Oh Go. shit! <laughs> there's a playground there. Fuck. Balls. It's going. It's going. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like <laughs> son of a bitch. I knew I was off. It's like watching the world's longest field goal. You're like, stay right, stay right, stay right. Oh fuck! It's going way left. Oh, that was a children's <laughs> hospital. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, played for the Dodgers. Fuck. Um. Uh, God damn it! I can't think of his name now. He was uh, like waving. For the fucking thing. Like, wait, would it go fair? He's like... He's, oh, you're thinking of uh, Kirk uh, Gibson. He's like... That's like field goal. Hey, go! No, son of a bitch! Damn it! I automatically went rookie of the year. Stay foul. Stay foul. Stay foul. Go fair, go fair, go fair. Stay foul, stay foul, stay foul. You son of a bitch! Anyway. Or are you like... Or you see like, you know... The guy, like, the, the By the pl- way, like, when we got Disney Plus, that was the first movie I watched. Or you see like people putting on like on a you know PGA tour. They're like you're putting, and you see them like do like the do, like the lean across. Oh 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 oh! Yes. Or me when I bowl, every time I throw it, I have to lean towards the ball. Like come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I suck at bowling. <laughs> it's like ah oh, fuck, I missed. So anyway, in April of 1945, the Soviet army took Berlin. They beat us there by a few weeks. So they took East Berlin. Yeah. Well, they took the whole fucking city. <laughs> they took the surrounding area because they would actually also take this hospital as part of their spoils of war and expanding well, we, the Soviet we were, Union and shit. We were in Berlin at the last final days. You know that. Yeah, we were, but... We were fighting kids. Yeah, but they beat us there. But they beat us to the eastern side. Right. We were fighting on the western side. Doesn't really matter because nobody got there in time before Hitler escaped to fucking Argentina. That's true. And one of his body doubles killed himself. That's true. And the part that still pisses me off about that now, most... Did, did, no, did, did uh, uh, Ava Braun have a body double? No. Or did she actually die? I'm pretty sure she actually died. What pisses me off the most about this whole thing hmm. is that little fucker. <laughs> is that little fucker? That little fucker Heinrich Himmler poisoned his dogs. What an ass. What a cocksucker. I uh, hope he had the most painful fucking death. I hope he choked on his cyanide tablet before I had a chance to, like, kill him. Little prick with his dumb mustache. The thing is, I don't think how the. I don't think anybody that actually got caught and tried. I don't believe anybody actually got sentenced to death. A bunch of them did. But I don't think they actually ever got it. Yeah, dude. Either. Fucking uh, Goebbels got hung, like. Nuremberg, they're like, guilty, and they took him out and fucking hung him right then. Well, I mean... He deserved it, too. He was a cock, you know, piece of shit. But Heinrich Himmler was even worse. The fucking ferret-faced bastard. It's a good thing he killed himself, because we would have killed him, like, six fucking times just to make sure we got him. True. I mean, but... That guy might have actually been the devil. The guy, well... He He was was worse than Hitler. But was he worse than... What's his fuck there? Mangala? Mangala. Yosef. Who do you think he was getting his fucking orders from? Yeah, but Yosef was like, he hey. was a, He was an SS doctor. Yeah. Heinrich Himmler was the head of the SS. Yeah, but he, he was like in charge of him. Yeah, okay, fine. But Yosef was like, hey, uh, 
those two little boys and girls. I mean, is I it really them. a contest to know which one of them's a bigger piece of shit when they're all gross? Well, no, true. I mean, no, definitely not. I mean, I think Yosef actually acted on his one. Own. One of them got to accidentally, quote unquote, drown in a bathtub in uh, Argentina, and the other one killed himself in a bunker. Because I'm pretty sure we can throw a quote unquote in front of you know drown in a bathtub. Because mm. I'm pretty sure he was drowned in a bathtub. <laughs> yes. And because Mossad is a motherfucker, and they did some shit. Yeah. Anyway, firebombed. So, Knocked the shit out of them. Russians showed up. Yeah, so 1945, the Russians take over all of Berlin Uh and the surrounding area. And part of all of it, they would actually end up taking this hospital as well. The Soviets would actually use this as a military hospital again until 1995. Well, it was was used as a hospital for shit like that up until 1995. Even though the Soviet Union ended in 1991, I think. Well, Soviets wouldn't have used it in 91 because the Berlin Wall was already down. Right. And Germany was back to reunified. So German, Russians, Soviet Union. It, it was still being used as a hospital for people affected by okay. the war and shit okay. up until then. Yeah. Okay. So I typed that weird. But yeah, yeah. I, 90. 91, 93, I think something like that. Cause, I think it was, 90, uh, it was like 90 or 91. Because Gorbachev went out and... Tear down this fucking wall. And what's his name? Oh, Khrushchev. No. Uh, you sure? I thought it was Khrushchev. No, Khrushchev was before. Uh, it was... Um, uh, I can't think of his name. He was like... Uh, uh, fuck. He had the be- weird fucking liver spots in his head. No, that was, that was Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, he, he would have been after Gorbachev, I thought. I mean, no, Gorbachev had the Gorbachev had the uh, thing on his head. Birthmark. Yeah. <laughs> Just call it a thing on his head. He was uh, a communist, so nobody cares. But no, actually, uh, he was probably the least worst of them. Ah, uh, fuck! I can't think of his name. Um, he like fucking wrote in. Like he was like a, a whole revolutionary overmaking, I guess, of of uh, Russia. Yeah, he was re. He wanted to rework the Soviet because he Union. Wanted, he wanted to make it more democratic. Yeah, he wanted to do away with communism, become more capitalistic, yeah. but keep the Soviet Union. Yeah. Because he's like, we got a bunch of places. It's like playing Risk. It's like, you don't want to lose your fucking land. I mean, yeah, you can um, change some shit. Sure it wasn't Nikita Khrushchev? No. Are you sure? Yes. Fuck. I thought it was. Oh, it was Boris Yeltsin. That's Boris Karloff. A, no, well, it, ooh, man, if he had been, damn, that'd been great. Yes, no, it was Boris Yeltsin who became president after um, the other fucker. Khrushchev. No. Um, Mr. Gorbachev. Mm. And then we got Putin after that. Ah, uh, the Putin. Who's been elected like seven or eight times. He's a fucking czar. No, yes. no, he's been democratically elected. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more, say no more. <laughs> you know, it's like the Queen of England. She gets elected every fucking time. No, she doesn't. She doesn't have to. That dirty old fucking lizard bitch. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Fucking prove me wrong. Prove whoa. that she's not a reptile. Well, hey, you know, some of our listeners might like. We have British listeners. I would 
think we'd be hard pressed to find any that would disagree with me that she's a lizard. Well, some might, you know, not agree with you. Yeah. So take that one. Man, Just whatever. Just because every fucking president we've had in the last twenty years has been a fucking lizard too. Just because all the czars and all whatever all related to this fucking queen, you know, drinking infant blood and shit. <sighs> we can go. We can get fucking weird with this. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So. So another famous person that spent some time in this hospital was Eric Honecker. Uh, Honecker was a staunch communist, even when, uh, during like World War II, he was like in Berlin, and he was basically the head of the Berlin Communist Party. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow. Which, if you're not they familiar worked. with World War II, being a communist in Germany at the time was pretty frowned upon. Like, I think they may or may not have tried to kill people for that. You couldn't, yeah. Yeah, you weren't they, supposed to be a communist back then. No, they Over were, there, right there. Well, no, because they were uh, socialists. Right. So, he was actually arrested in 1935 for his activities with the Communist Party in Berlin and all this. And when the Soviets liberated the prison in 1945, he was released. And over the next 40-ish or so years, he would climb the ladder of leadership and eventually become the leader of East Germany. Uh, he would be sent to uh, Bielitz Hallstatten in 1989 for some issues with colitis and a uh, bad gallbladder. Hmm. Colitis fucking sucks. My dad has it. Um <laughs> Basically, it fucks your stomach up really yeah. badly. Like if you eat small stuff like corn or rice or anything like that, it makes you have like a lot of like digestive issues where you can't, yeah. you can't eat, you can't keep food down, or you're constipated or whatever. It's not fun. It's no. not not fun at all. Um, <laughs> he would eventually be put on trial for sixty eight counts of manslaughter after giving orders directly to guards to fire upon civilians on the East German side of the Berlin Wall that were trying to escape. So again, not a nice guy. Glad he's dead. Yeah. So after authorizing the murder of 70 of his own people, he would eventually die of liver cancer in Aww. Santiago, Chile Aww. in 1994. Aww. This motherfucker got out, didn't serve a day of prison <laughs> for ordering the deaths of almost 70 of his own people. Uh-huh. See ya, I'm going to go to Chile. Mm -mm. Fucking party by the ocean or whatever they have there. And then fucking died. In recent years, after most of the hospital has been abandoned, um, there was a section of the hospital that was still used up until like, I believe it was 2008 or six or eight, somewhere in there, um, where they used it for uh, neurological issues. Mostly it was like, mostly it was an Alzheimer's center. For people with, with shit like that, where they would they would work with them there. So again, wow. not a fun thing. Um, no. So the abandoned areas of this hospital 
have actually, like, even back when parts of it were still open, the abandoned areas became kind of a pilgrimage destination for, like, local, like, urban explorers, ghost hunters, uh-huh. and even a couple of murderers. So, like I said, it's not going to be, t- it's not really supernatural-ish, but we've got some true crime in here. Wolf well, g- I mean, it's it's not supernatural, but there could be supernatural. Listen, listen. I couldn't find any evidence that there's supernatural shit going on. I'm not saying that there's not, because there probably fucking is. I would put money on it with all the people that have died in this place and over the course of 200 some odd years. Pretty confident there's some ghosts and shit floating around. Yeah. But let's get into this. Wolfgang Schmidt was born in Potsdam in 1966. Schmidt would become known as the Beast of Bellitz or the Pink Giant, depending on who you're talking to. Mm. Probably wondering about that second one. The second one is because there was a couple of times, like, including the time when he was actually eventually arrested, where he had been seen in the area wearing an overcoat and pink lingerie. And he was also a fairly tall dude. He was like 6'3", 6'4". So he was not abnormally tall, but he was still taller than most people. He'd be responsible for six murders, including four in the areas of Billets, and two uh, were actually on the grounds of the hospital. So I don't like doing it this way, but I'm going to cover the murders fairly quickly. Uh, Well, maybe we should just, you know, not cover because that's... Oh, no, no, I'm just going through names and dates, basically. Um. We had, <laughs> you ready for this one? Edeltraut Nixdorf, who was 51. I'm not sure if that's a man or a woman. I'm guessing a woman. Was killed October 24th of 1989. Krista Nozick, who was 45, who was raped and strangled to death May 24th of 1990. Inga Fisher, who was 34, was raped and stabbed to death on March 13th, 1999. This would actually be near the hospital. Mm. Tamara Petrakowski, who was 44, was strangled with her own bra on uh, March 22nd, 1991. Um, Schmidt would then also smash her infant son's head into a tree stump until he died. He was four months old. And then there was Talita Brenner, Bremer, I'm sorry, who was 66, who was strangled to death April 5th, 1991. And forensics believes that he actually had raped her corpse after he killed her. So Schmidt was caught August 1st of 1991 when two men walking down the street found him masturbating on a park bench. When the police arrested him, he had been wearing an overcoat, an overcoat and pink lingerie underneath it. Mm. So this guy killed six people. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison. In 2001, Schmidt legally changed their name to Bet and started in 2009, uh, started with uh, hormone replacement and eventually would have gender reassignment surgery. In 2010, Schmidt allegedly raped another transgender inmate and caused the inmate to attempt suicide. So have we run into any good guys in the story yet? I didn't think so. So another murder would occur in 2008 when an amateur photographer uh, by the name of Michael K. Um, for some reason, this story, they didn't 
give last names. I think it might be something in Germany where they don't do stuff like that mm-hmm. so that you're not getting publicity to the people that are involved. Uh, he hired a model by the name of Anya P for a photo shoot. The two would walk through the abandoned areas of the hospital until they came into the surgery room, which I'll post some pictures of because that is creepy as fuck. So he would take a few pictures of her in the uh, in the surgery room. He actually tried to get her to lay on one of the gurneys in the morgue <laughs> to take pictures of her there, too. And she's like, eh, that's a little weird. So they went back to a hotel on the edge of the hospital campus that he had rented. He'd rented a room through. Uh-huh. And they got up there, and he took a few more pictures of her, this, that, the other. And he would eventually beat her to death with a frying pan and then sexually assault her corpse. Nice. Yeah. So with all that awful, traumatic, like, all these events, and, the like, you look at the pictures, there's a lot of really long, dark hallways full of kind of creepy graffiti and you got like peeling them assuming lead paint all over the place yeah yeah probably and like i said i i couldn't find a lot of anything about paranormal activity other than some people maybe finding some orbs here and there um but the chances of this place being haunted like if there was a place to be fucking haunted it'd be here well yeah it started off as a tuberculosis hospital and as we've talked about with one of them, those places are usually fairly active because you have a lot of people dying yeah. of a really shit disease. Um, mean, not everybody died from TB. No, but, but the people did. that died there didn't die a pleasant death. No, you know, no. People that died of it. Not. So you go from it being a TB hospital to a military hospital in World War Which One. people died... Just, gruesome deaths. Yeah, just as horrific, maybe more. Probably horrific. worse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and you have again. Th- these are two places where you have a lot of young people die. Sanatoriums and mm-hmm. war hospitals. Yep. And then it didn't get any worse because it went to World War. Then II. it went to World War Two. You know, which, which I mean, it was still a war hospital, and then <laughs> fucking Soviets took it over. And I think we all kind of know how the Soviet Union worked. It didn't. It's not like people stopped dying in East Berlin after the Soviets took it over. True. The Stasi were a motherfucker, you know. A lot of people died still. And then you've had seven or eight murders there over the course of the last 20 or 30 years. I mean, or, well, it was also a place for the people with dementia or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Alzheimer's I mean, Hospital. Yeah, in the meantime, too. I know, mean, people that died there, if, if they did, had any die. Oh, I'm sure. Like, die. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, but, I mean, it's not a. There's a lot of death that yes, happened. I, I went into this expecting to find, like, hundreds of fucking ghost stories, like people having encounters while they're down there, like, taking pictures and stuff. I couldn't find anything. Well, maybe some people just didn't want to, don't want to talk right. about it. You know, maybe there was things that happened. And I mean, I watched a bunch of documentaries on YouTube and pretty much all it is is like slideshows of pictures that people have taken. And like the one that I found that was like 15 minutes long that had any information in it, it was in fucking German. So I didn't understand a lick of it. So, I How mean. How dare you not know any of that? I'm trying. <laughs> but. I mean, like I said, if there was a place that that has to be haunted, even though I can't find any evidence of it, it has to be this fucking place. I would say so. I mean, you can't have that much shit happen and not have some activity. Yeah. 
I mean, or it's just one of those places where nothing happens. You also have to remember, this is an old part of the world. I mean, people have been dying in Germany for fucking thousands of years. I mean, I'm pretty sure there would have been some Romans that got Romans that got fucked up here too. Oh yeah, you know, uh, definitely. <laughs> it it it's not a it, it's a very it has a violent history. This part of Europe does definitely. Not saying anything bad about people from Germany now. I mean, I mean Europe Europe itself has Europe a, itself is fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean it's they, it's older than well. I mean, older than most countries in. The western half of the world. They've got bars in England that are fucking 300 years older than our country. Yeah. That are still open. Yeah. I'm sure Germany's got some shit like that, too. I mean, never been there. I want to go at some point. And there's probably places that are, I mean, could be considered older because, well, I mean, Germany was, you know, a little bit older as far as a country goes. I mean, as far, well, not as, as a country, but... As far as civilization, right? I guess. I mean, even though there were people in, you know, that came over to there was definitely people in Germany before there was people in the United States, like people yeah. as we know them now. Yeah, I mean, or or even uh, England, because yeah. I mean, you know, there was a lot more people there. Not as many, you know, ventured across the channel or whatever to right to do that. But like I said, I'm going to post up a shitload of pictures of this place. Yeah. Because I found a bunch of them. A um, lot, of, lot, of, lot of shit. Lot and of... it's fucking creepy. Like, you look at the pictures of this place, and it is eerie as shit. Huh. Like, I, did you look at anyone who had your phone up there? Uh, I could Oh, my God, dude. The place is fucking wild. Like, there is some really, really scary Ooh. shit. Like, Hold on. Spell it out for me so I can uh, look it up. You ready? Yeah. Hold on. Let me, uh... Okay. Spell it. B E E. L I T Z hyphen Bellitz uh, Heilstatten Heilstatten Hospital. Bellitz Heilstatten Hospital. I mean, the place is like it's fucking eerie, and it's not just because of the graffiti. Like it would just be creepy as hell to walk through anyway. Yeah. But I mean, if and if anybody out there knows more about this, then I could find out. If anybody has some encounters or stories of hauntings there. Let us know. Let us know on the Facebook page. Email us. Let us know because I want to know more about this place. I had a hard time kind of finding any source that I could have considered kind of like more reliable than another because mm-hmm. they're all pretty much telling the same story. Um, wow. Some of the sites that I checked covered more things more deeply than others. Like you had one site that was more into the uh, World War One, World War Two half of it. And then you had another site that was more dedicated to talking about the true crime stuff that's happened there. And then... You'd have had the um, like the sanatorium bits of it, but there was no one source that had everything in good detail. Yeah. But I this I found this really interesting. I was I was uh kind of weird how like the outside of this place is f- like immaculate. Yeah, it looks so good, but then the inside. <laughs> you get inside and you're like, oh god, looks like shit. Fucking like, Satan lives here. Like pe- like but well, at least parts of it. Parts of it look like shit. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember that documentary you watched on Amazon with that uh, that weird Satanist dude in St. Louis? Where oh. it was like, his house is like right in the middle of fucking town. And it looked totally normal. Then you go inside and it was just like floor to ceiling, like full of dog shit and old soda cans and stuff. And they had two fucking dead bodies buried in the backyard. That would be an interesting story to talk about, too. Mm. But. I mean, that's uh, some... 
That's crazy shit. Yeah. As far as I mean, that's that's pretty pretty cool. So all in all, I'm I'm pretty glad that uh, this one was picked over Rasputin. I mean, even though that would have been fun too. But this place is this place is wild. Rasputin. There's definitely been some stuff that's happened here that would qualify it to be haunted. I would think. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it kind of, some of it inside, you know what it reminds me of a mm. little bit, kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, uh, God damn it. I can't think Jesus. of Jesus. Can't think of the name. Um, uh, uh, Penhurst. Penhurst. Yeah. Cause there's still like old equipment and stuff there. Yeah. You know, I mean, the location's even wild. Like, looking at a photo of... Wow. Hmm. Huh. What? It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's like almost like it's overgrown by the wilderness now. Yeah, it's it's not been maintained over the last uh, 10 to 15 years or so. Yeah, because they have like, they have a actual, like, a, a walkway yeah. that goes through, like, up above... And, and this place is wide open for people to go in and wander around. I mean, the the police and the government don't tell you not to go there. Yeah. So as far as I know, you can just go wander around through this place. I mean. Been abandoned for 25 years. Yeah. Wow. Which is, it, it's weird because a lot of places like that, you would have like police patrolling it or the like government officials being like, hey, you can't go here. This is whatever, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're just like, fuck it. You want to go walk around and take pictures? Go ahead. Just don't fuck anything up. Yeah. I mean, there's... But then again, you have shitheads that go in there and tag everything. Yeah. I mean, there's worse places. You know, there's places that, you know, that are, well, far worse than this. Yep. That they don't want people to go into. Yeah. Such as Auschwitz, you know. Which I would still like to visit that. Um, I have a friend that went there. He's uh, uh, in the military and they were, he was stationed in, he's stationed over there and they took a weekend trip and he's like, it was the most heart-wrenching experience he's ever had just walking through there. I was like, fuck, man, I couldn't imagine. I can imagine, like, it's got to be almost similar to when you visit the wall in Washington, D.C., but, like, a billion times worse. I've been there to the wall, and I I didn't really – I guess I was so young that I didn't really, like – it didn't really, I don't know, didn't do anything for me as far as that, but, I mean – If you were to go back now, you'd be like – you know, a little, Fuck. a little bit more, you know, yeah, because, I mean, having my father go to Iraq and stuff like that kind of, you know, puts a little bit more different perspective. Yeah. But also, but like Auschwitz and, you know, if I went to like Birkenau and, yeah. you know, all of them, it, it would kind of be a little, little and, yeah. more heart-wrenching. Because, I mean, I I really would, if I went there, I, I'd have to get a picture of, of, uh, the the arch the arch with you know Herbert Mock Fry yeah. you know work will set you free yeah. I mean how, to think about something like that that's what you see every single day and to think that there's people in there that actually believed that to think maybe maybe we'll get out of here yeah yeah and there's some people that saw it once yeah and never saw it again and the the worst part about all of that shit is there's places that like really awful, awful things happen like that that don't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Like fucking Treblinka, 
where all of that awful shit happened. You had fucking thousands of people die there. And then they tore it down like it never fucking existed and because, took off. Because they're ashamed. No, they tore it down during the war still. They yeah. tore it down and fucking moved. Yeah. Like it just never existed. You know? Or think about like even with World War One, you still have farmers in, in France that'll go out and turn their fields every year and they're finding fucking rifles and bones and helmets and shit like that still over a fucking hundred years later. Well, yeah. They're still finding that stuff. Well, it's 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 like with us here, you know. Nobody, Man. nobody talks about the fact that you know there was a eugenics movement in the United States. Well, it's, it's not it's not taught in history. Nope. Why? It's because it's a scar. We don't want people to know that Adolf Hitler got his ideas from us. Right. Our his statistic idea of 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 a master race. Yep. From us. Because our sick fuckers here decided that, hey, gee, there's dumb people in the world. They came up with stupid words like feeble-mindedness, yep. which is not a word. And, I mean, that's what happened. And people just don't want to talk about nope. it because, hey, well, let's not talk about it. When was the last time you were in a history class where you learned anything about the fucking Tuskegee uh, experiment? Anything like that? <laughs> talk about it. Can't talk about the fact that we we the fucking government. I'm not going to say we because we had nothing to fucking do with it. The United States government willingly inflicted black folks in Tuskegee with fucking syphilis just to see what it would do to them. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of shit that we've done that we don't talk about. But no, you don't talk about. I mean, when you're in school, you don't talk about Vietnam. You don't talk about which you, know. you fucking should. I mean, but there's a lot of things you just don't talk about and. That's why, I, that's why I couldn't be a history teacher. I'm pretty sure I'd get fired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Because I'd be like, hey, so we're going to talk about Vietnam, which is a war that we didn't really need to get involved in, and we actually created our own reasoning to go there. We did. So we sunk our own fucking ship. Yes. We did. Yeah, and then we sent like, oh, man, what was it, 75,000 fucking men in their early fucking 20s to die there in the jungles for no goddamn reason? Well, there was a reason. Oh yeah, because you know it was called this this phrase area of influence. Area of influence. The one that still to this day fucking blows my mind. Why did was it forty forty U.S. servicemen die in fucking Somalia? Crickets. Why did a bunch of guys die in Bosnia? Hear that? No, me neither. <laughs> well, I mean, bo- well. Those are different. Those are different situations. I'll put it that way. Somalia was because of uh, they were trying to prevent genocide, mass genocide. Did which, it work? Nope. It did because eventually the asshole did get fucking shot by his own people. No. I no, mean, he did not. He had a quote unquote heart attack because. Ten years after that, they sent a bunch of fucking Delta guys in and they smoked him into sleep. He did get killed. Yeah, but still. Bosnia. Is fucking Somalia any better for him being dead? No, not really. Well, I mean, not not a lot of Africa is any better for anything, you know. But they're, as far as, like, countries go, they're still young and trying to figure things out. And they just, just... I don't know. This have that mentality. You know what's fucking wild, though? Like, 
per capita, Africa has more had more like god awful dictators than the rest of the world. And as some a, of those dudes continent? are fucking crazy. As a continent, yeah. Holy shit, dude! Some of those guys are nuts. Like we could cover some of them. Who's that? Uh, fucking uh, uh, Idi Amman. Yeah. Guy was like eating his own people. Yeah. Crazy. Fucking not good people. But I mean, you know. And then you got cool things like this, yeah, you know, like this hospital where yeah. they it served its nation. Yep. To. In different forms. Yep. To help prevent, you know, or help not prevent, but help to maintain, well, uh, flatten the curve. Flat. <laughs> well, not even, not, not really, because they were trying to help ease people's pain yeah. and suffering during, you know, with TB. You know, trying to have a place for them to go to die if they were going to die. Right. Or try to, if we can help you. Or try to help them. Yeah. And then, you know, it's pretty much like the general idea of a hospital is like, you're going to go there to die or they're going to go there and we're going to try to help you not die. Yeah. I mean, and then it became, you know, served his country during World War One yep. and World War Two, and then tried to then it became a hospital for which, you know, as much as like shit as we talk on Germany for World War Two, World War One, like, were they really even the bad guys? Or were they just part of the group of bad guys? No, they were the bad guys. You know, it's like... They were the bad guys. Were they as bad as they were in World War II? No. They started at both times. The Germans didn't start it. The Austrians did. And technically, if you want to like really, really get into it, a Serbian started World War I. And they're just like, because True. there's some convoluted fucking... Well, bullshittery it, of handshakes and stuff that like all these fucking countries are buddies and then some of them are buddies with the other guys behind their backs and shit. Yeah, it was it's well, a fucking soap opera. Well, because, you know, well, they went in. Well, they're going to go in. Well, all yeah. right. Well, because you're friends with them. Well, we have to fight your back. We have to have your back for it. Well, because you're, you know, so then yeah. it was like then us in the United States were like, all right, motherfuckers, we're coming <laughs> into this shit. We have to come in and be like, okay, both of you go to your fucking rooms right now. <laughs> World War Two was a little different story. We were like, yeah, we like your dishwasher and you know all your other stuff, but just keep sending them over. But we're not gonna come over and fight yeah, for you. We're staying out of it. We're staying out. We're staying neutral. We're actually, you know what? We're gonna start making our own shit over here. I think possibly <laughs> it could be happening, but you know, I don't know yet. But you know, then the Japanese was, attacked us, so we attacked the Germans. So that yeah, so I mean, <laughs> so the Japanese were like, motherfuckers, you know, they're like, well, fuck it, they don't want to get involved, we'll get them involved. It was like you know, like Russian roulette. Yeah, maybe when we pull the trigger, maybe it fires. Maybe it I would have loved to hear that conversation. Be like, so why are you attacking us? Oh, the fucking Japanese attacked us. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> why? Oh, because we have friends with Japan. Actually, that wasn't even <gasps> the reason. That, that <laughs> no, really wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> the real reason was because we actually found out, or the people found out the atrocities. Yeah, and then we're just like, nah, fuck that shit. We're gonna kill a bunch of crowds. And, and you know what's you know what's weird? If you really think about the United States, like when we go to war, it's gonna sound really, really bad when I say it this way. We're only really good at killing people that look like us. (laughs) 
Like, when I say us, I mean, like, the people that make decisions as to whether we go to war. Like, old white dudes. Like, World War One, we killed a bunch of Germans. We were good at that. World War Two, killed a bunch more fucking Germans. Pretty good at this. Korea? Vietnam, we were fucking terrible. And then we went to the hottest place on the planet. We're just like, these guys are fucking hard. They are going to kick the shit out of us. Yeah, but see, the thing is, we began to cheat a little bit. Let's let's put it that way. Okay, Vietnam? Yeah, they took it to us, but we kind of took it to them pretty fucking good. But they took it to us better. They get, They had a bigger dick. Let's put it like that. Yeah, but ours was covered in Agent Orange. In napalm. That's true. And killing kids. That's true. And children. And women. So. How do you kill women and children? Don't, don't leave them as much. as much. I mean. You know what? I don't care what your fucking viewpoint is on the Vietnam War. That is one of the best war movies that has ever been made. True. Hands down. Very true. Anyway, we're going to stop because we're fucking just rambling now. Uh, well, rambling motherfuckers. Yeah. But anyway, so. Go to studio.com. Put in the promo code of DarkWindows15 to get 15% off your entire purchase yep. of headphones, either uh, over-the-ear, uh, Bluetooth, all that good stuff, or you can get earbuds, different varieties, or you can get a Bluetooth speaker. The speaker is awesome. Yes, it is. I have one. I can attest to it, and it's not just because they're Testify. a sponsor. That speaker is awesome. And uh, if you happen to forget you know, where to go, well, you can just go over to this one little spot, which has... Just about everything that, you know... Darkwindowspod.com. It does have everything, bitch. What are you talking about? It's got links to our... Sponsors at Studio. Uh It's got links to our Patreon. It's got links to our Threadless. It's got links to our home channel at Megaphone, where you can listen to our shit. Uh It's got links to our email, which is darkwindowspod.com, so you can email us and tell us how... I don't know, mediocre we are at doing a podcast. But, but does it have our links to our Facebook page? It does. It has links to our Facebook, our Instagram, and our motherfucking Twitter. Ah, Twitter. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can just go and tell us how bad we are at this, but we're just too stubborn to stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> just how we are. Or say how Kevin, how great Kevin is and how great, how piss poor Kevin is. Aha. Figure out which one's the Kevin. It's but you're not poor. You make more money than I am. You're just not good at what you do here. You fuck up. <laughs> so uh, we will not be with you next week. We will be back the we week after. We are taking the Sabbath. Because we want to fucking like, we want to make sure episode 100 is memorable. We want to do something good. Good. Yeah. As opposed to what we've been putting out for the last 99 episodes. We want to put out something Piss good. fucking poor. Yeah. Except for fucking North Hollywood, which apparently people are still like, that's the best episode you guys have done. And I'm like, but that was like, that was like 60 episodes ago. I know it was good, but fuck, like. Bullshit. I've done a lot of good stuff. I disagree. I don't know, man. It was one of the, it was a good one, but it wasn't the best. I don't know. Listen, I find that, you know, there was one little one that we did on, uh, you know, these Irish fuckers, you know, from uh, Hell's Kitchen. That uh, was pretty fucking good. We we still we don't get nearly as much attention for that as we do for North Hollywood. Like on the Facebook page, people are like that one was like one of your best. And I'm like I don't. Well, they they pick know. and choose. Okay, I don't. I mean, yes, we they pick the ones that no no no. Hold on, I will come out and say they right pick now the ones that you like that that you do the best. So I will I will come you. out and say right now, of all the shows that have covered that topic, 
I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's ass. We did it better than anybody else ever has. Because we went into detail on shit that they don't do with a lot of other stuff. Hey. Same thing with a lot of other things that we've done. Israel Keys. We were, I think we were the fucking first ones to cover him. No, yeah. anyway. So, uh, yeah. Go to, you. Go, like I said, Kevin said, go over to our Facebook page. Go over to Twitter. All that good stuff. Hate us. Love us. Rate, in between review, us. rate, review, and subscribe. Holy shit, we haven't done that in a minute. I know. Damn. Damn. We keep saying, you know, hey, just tell us how much you, we suck or I suck. Whatever. You know, it is no, what it is. No, fucking rate and reviews and su- subscribe us because we got some yeah. shit. Like, yeah. we need we need that stuff. Do it. It's what keeps the fucking windows on at Dark Window Studios. <laughs> that and I pay the electric bill. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we need those windows on. Even though you can't see into that. What the fuck are you doing? Get know. out of here. Get out of here with that bullshit, motherfucker. What? Whoa. I wasn't trying to take your thunder, asshole. Slap you. I, I just said just because you can't see into them. That's all I said. Pretty quick and be able to see into you. Ooh, really? Yeah. I got a carpet knife over here. Nice. We'll figure it out. You're kinky. Anyway, anyway. Send us out. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you.